Hi, this is Shauna. And this is Trisha. From Two Girls on a Bench. And you're listening to The Cretans Guild on the Podfix Network. <laughs> Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. But the funny thing is that, like, uh, after that, like about an hour or so, uh, after I wrapped all that up, I checked my inbox and I got another interview uh, email from uh, Stadium over in Chicago, and that's going to be happening tomorrow. So hopefully the curse has been lifted. (laughs) What curse? The curse that uh, I don't know has been keeping me from getting a job since February. Okay, just eat a yeah. goat and you'll be fine. You have to kill the goat first, right? Well, you have to kick it out of the Wrigley Field first, and then <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big. <laughs> and then it's sure for 106 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It so, hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome to episode 97 of the Cretans Guild podcast. I'm assuming that is the correct number because I hope so. I didn't actually open the rundown, so I'm just going with what's on screen right now. So, yeah, uh, episode 97. Uh, I am Jay. I am hosting the show today. With me, as always, is Bob and Corey. Welcome to a world full of debauchery and idiocy and, honestly, irrelevancy, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here for each other. Uh, <laughs> Corey and I are located in Michigan currently. Bob is still down in Florida in what appears to be a kitchen. Um <laughs> And still haven't was, made it back into my office. I'm assuming the, the pit is still under construction? Yep, they still haven't fixed my shower, which affects my office, because it's on the opposing wall. That sucks. Yeah. Any any ETA on that? or? Nope, <laughs> because it's all based off insurance, waiting for them to move their ass. Ooh. Yeah. So you may not have a shower for a year or two. It's It's been over a month at this point, so... Ah. Fun. Yeah. Now, what goes I on? Expect in... a naked child to walk behind me at some point. I, I don't know. We are live streaming. We could you that. Could <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no. And we're gonna have to assume, uh, for the sake of, uh, I, I guess, ethics <laughs> as a concept, uh, there's one of your kids. And... <laughs> Got it. <laughs> just, just some random child walking back there. Hello, four-year-old. <laughs> Hey, this looks suspicious no. enough. At least put some fucking <laughs> pants on. <laughs> what? I, the, the, so this is kind of uh, this is kind of revelatory, though, because uh, this uh, this is the Cretans. The Cretans Guild has a kitchen. I've always kind of like imagined the Cretans Guild as this like dimly lit room Dude, with a Bob lot of. Do look like we've ever missed a meal? Yeah. I mean, of course we oh. have a kitchen. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that we've YouTube, like. Watch for God's sake. That the Cretans facilities lacked uh, a kitchen. And of course, none of us have. Uh, <laughs> could be mistaken as having man. missed a meal. What's that? Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. We watched the video. We commented on it. Oh, my God. That's the kind of thing that would be created in a Cretans kitchen. Okay. I just wasn't paying attention, apparently. That's for the fair. norm. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. Okay. My de- well, my, de- my default setting is not paying attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially but, after seven o'clock at night. I can't be held responsible for anything. Well, having had that revealed to us, I think the, uh, maybe the Cretans kitchen ought to be like fucking closed and perhaps demolished. What, what kind of appliances would an official Cretans uh, kitchen have? 
like an air fryer. A double-headed crispy crusted dildo? Okay. Well, well, that's in the Cretan's armory, which I'm pretty sure we do have. Kitchen utensils. Kitchen Kitchen utensils. I'm sorry. You can can stir batter with one of them. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Um, I I would assume that there's probably... I mean, I, I've met us. I'm, I'm sure there's an instant pot in there somewhere. In fact, I believe I see it over your shoulder right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because yep. nothing says Cretan like, I want good food, but I want it fast. So, <laughs> here we go. That's that's you want that's some why. Air fry them exactly. Bitches. Air fry that shit up. Um, let's see. I would assume that there is probably uh, some kind of blender or mixer of some kind. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with which to make, you know, either tasty adult beverages or wonderful milkshakes. Uh, yes, just like that. Um, and a microwave, because fuck it, we're lazy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the microwave must be operational. That's one of the conditions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, see, I was, one of the things I, I think about is like uh, trying to imagine the Cretans Guild as like a physical space. Oh, like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a, a gentleman's club for awful people like like a classic not like a strip joint but like uh like the gentleman's club that uh what's his name uh fucking uh like the diogenes club well the one right? that sherlock holmes brother uh uh mycroft yeah mycroft mycroft belongs to you know, like just really? where they where you know the old white dudes are just sitting there reading the paper and harumphing mm-hmm. about women and we're just running around grabbing our crotches and snorting <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's our gentleman's club. Maybe it is like a strip club, them. I don't know, but um, uh, I don't know. See, this with bacon. Yeah, if it was the Victorian era, the inclusion of women, period, would be seen as too much of a challenge for them, unclothed or no. So, no, it was. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, that was. It was kind of like that. Of course, you know, we're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to be exclusionary because we want all manner of assholes to be pa- to be darkening our corridors. Absolutely. For, yeah, as often as possible. Um, but if you got cigars, go ahead and bring them. If uh, you got a big comfy chair, we're not going to have any on hand, so feel free to bring your own. Whiskey. And whiskey uh, is the admission. They actually have to go and get a <laughs> bottle in order to get in. Because uh, rum is also acceptable for the rest. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anything that can make Basically, you blotto and under like any, three swigs. Any brown liquor is good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, most clear liquors. And so clear liquors yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm maybe, not going to say no. So maybe some like neon green, blue, uh, puce colored liquors we can think of. Don't bring vomit though, because we'll know. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it right own. away. You know, as long yeah. as it can catch on fire, I think that qualifies. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's that would uh, that would be a very uh, that would be a very good condition to uh, uh, to let people know about. Um, but yeah, and essentially, if, and if you can fart the Star Spangled Banner, right yeah. In. <laughs> you're, you're in the goddamn Hall of Fame if they yeah, do that. But he, well, we have to let you in because uh, that's going to be our entertainment for that night. <laughs> you See, get in now. Here. We take I, you a chair. I think, gentlemen, I think we've just stumbled across a topic. Oh, Lord. What's this? I think we've What's... just stumbled across a topic, Bob. I think you have accidentally hit on a gold mine here. I love what when that happens. Be, what would be, who would be your first nominee for the official Cretans Guild Hall of Fame? We have an entry. We do. We've was, been doing this for like five years, man. I don't remember every show we've done. I was I was about to say something because I was like, oh, hold on a second, Corey. This is this might be something you're imagining again. I don't but it was George. It was, 
It was George Carlin, am I well, right? It's Carlin, right? Like, yeah, we had Miles Francis on the show as a stand-up comic right. out of okay. Dallas. That's was right. That's I, was right. I on okay. that episode, yeah. All four of us re- regaled our favorite George Carlin moments. We had, I had a, audio that clips. That was a year ago. Yeah, I, I don't remember it being in 2020 at any point. That would have been. It's been a long year and a half. All right, all right, all right. Well, here's the thing. We're usually really damn savvy, perhaps to our own detriment, about keeping up on bracketed, uh, uh, bracketed topicality when it comes to this broadcast. Okay, so it was a year ago. Just I just looked it up. I'm sorry, I forgot, Bob. <laughs> it was a year ago. It was a year ago. It was episode you know 79. Hey. Well, then look at who's Johnny on the fucking spot, then, because we are about due for the next <laughs> one. Yes, we are. Nominees. Consider that pig fucked. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have nominees? Uh, wow. Uh, oh, on the topic of pig fucking, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Margaret, Margaret Thatcher, right? Like, wow. <laughs> holy wow. shit! <laughs> uh, honestly, my my nominee would be Stanley. Jonathan okay. Lydon's in the house. Okay. Um. That was Johnny Rotten's real name, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we'll let him be Johnny Rotten then for the sake of, uh, you know, our bants here. Um, okay, so you said uh, Stan Lee? Uh-huh. Stan Lee, all right. Um, uh, conditions, conditions. Okay, uh, it's somebody that we all know about, right? Somebody who, well, Ide- ideally, or at least somebody that you can explain well enough for us to feel like we know them after you're done. Yeah, somebody that the three of us feel like a really... Uh, not so much personal, but a really strong connection with either comically or philosophically or uh, career-wise that we just like, hey, we dig this guy. We dig this girl's work, whoever. I don't uh, like the first person that came to my mind was Mel Brooks. Hmm. Mel's a solid nominee. Shit. Uh, well, you go next, Bob, because I'm kind of kind of mull over my current pick being that I don't know. This might be because of a timely. Uh, uh, this might be because of a timely story, uh, but it was somebody that I was kind of considered inducting into our Hall of Fame, and she would have a very good reason in terms of in 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 uh, uh, in having a discussion about like individuality to do so. But you you go ahead and throw one out first. And I'm guessing I'm going to go with Mel Brooks is what Bob's going to suggest. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> now, since I already said him, that's a good mm-hmm. guess. Um, if I had to throw another name, I don't know. Peter Cullen. Somebody who voices Optimus Prime and Eeyore at the same time. Why not? That's, yep. that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty he's good. A, he's a pretty talented voice actor. That's for damn sure. Uh, the guy could let go of the whole coloring his hair thing. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> So many celebrities, like who, like so many could. Let's be uh-huh. honest. Like, um, yeah, honestly, that, that, that's a that's a pretty broad-reaching role, and there's like Tom Cruise is not actually brown hair age anymore, and yeah. um, the dude you know keeps. What? Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back my Stanley nomination because I don't think that he's necessarily embodies what it is to be a Cretan. That's what but made I, me think of that actually. <laughs> but I think I think there is someone that actually is in that orbit that does fit the role. <clears throat> okay. James Gunn. Okay, you know, that's a good one. That's a that's really a very good, good one. one. Um, and I think we could probably convince him to accept it and appear on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go to the local hobby shop and get a statue made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something would have to entice him. But um, 
that's pretty solid because uh, his early career is very much of a DIY kind of stripe, mm-hmm. uh, having started in, in the uh, in the Troma uh, studio and basically taking a very hands-on uh, approach to uh, to advancing himself. So I could totally see that. I don't know. I was thinking about Elvira today and that story. Oh yeah, that's a good nomination. Yeah, about about you know, how she came out as a bisexual. Jay kind of had to educate me on this a little bit. I thought she was like straight up just gay because I she was did with not know that. Yeah. Well, she was with the same person for like the last 19 years, which is a pretty damn good run married or no. Yeah. And um, no mention of her, uh, no mention of uh, her, her sexual alignment was actually thrown out there because, well, what are you going to assume? Oh, lesbian. Duh. She was always like so coy about having romantic partners. And I thought it was just to like, um, not demystify the character or anything but for the longest time i thought that she was like married to um to like an investment banker or venture capitalist or some shit for you know because elvira that would be perfect right like yeah married to a hedge fund manager yeah exactly like how do you think how do you who who do you think was funding this midnight movie schlock for over 30 years um but no man something depressing like jim from kinko's yeah man (laughs) Jim had Jim was in the running, but uh, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately he was not a not a not a she. Well, that's not even a relevant joke anymore because of the prior information we had just dispensed. Um, anyway, uh, no, I was thinking that like because she did the whole midnight movie thing and uh, made more than a name for herself, occupying such a narrow fucking niche in the entertainment industry, which is like straight up punk enough. Um, and then she kept true to herself this entire time knowing that if this information never got out, that it could jeopardize, I guess it could jeopardize her branding, probably not her, you know, career or anything. Maybe years ago, th- this uh-huh. day and age, nah, everything's fair game. And, and and even coming out now is a pretty gutsy move because she's pretty, she's pretty much in the twilight of her, of, of her life. And she's, she didn't, I'm, I, I would, I would assume that if you're this old and you're coming out, you're not doing it really to impress people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's somebody who like is very married to the whole ideal of individuality, and I just kind of see that as uh, somebody that uh, you know would be parallel to you know us assholes, <laughs> 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 just uh, just with a bit more nobility about them, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, w- what do you think her her deal is? Is it, is it more good doctors or is it good genes? Yeah. I think it's a little from A, a little from B. Yeah, yeah a little from both. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think it's just taking care of herself too. Like, I, I don't think <laughs> something she, we have no idea how to do. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think a lot of it is is you know she she is famous. She's able to get herself taken care of if necessary. I think mm-hmm. she has good genetics, and yeah, I think she said, you know what, I'm gonna look like this for the rest of my life. I need to not eat like those assholes in the Cretans Guild. (laughs) And and Um, you know what? I can't fault her. She's not wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like, kind of like a sidebar to what you just said. Um, in that she probably got work done where it needed to be done, but she still does look like she's an older person, just not with as many wrinkles as you'd expect. Mm -hmm. She does not look her age. I mean, there are, there are people that are like maybe 15 to 20 years younger than her that look way older because they had too much stuff done to them. Yeah. And it kind of like, you know, 
drove headlong off a cliff straight into the uncanny valley but she never really fell into that trap which is like fucking hey all right if you got the money you can make it work just just fucking go full speed ahead Uh, i like that i like Mm -hmm. i like that that entry um we're we're throwing out some good names but we're not we're not inducting anybody tonight. We're just throwing no, out no, names. These, these are, these well, are these nominations. Are all, these, these are, are nominations. Not, right, yeah. Except mine's topical. So it's obviously correct. It's a nomination. I mean, it's, I'll yeah, give you that. Dual it's, head shaking on that. All right. I understand. <laughs> Great for a podcast. Uh, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, for, for anyone that's listening to the show, either mm-hmm. live right now, which looks to be... Yep, no one. And if... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyone who listens to the show wants to write in with your nominations or people you think are deserving of being in the Creedence Field Hall of Fame. Remember, the bar is set, starting at George Carlin. So there's yeah. a, there's a lot of a lot to live up to right there. They got to be at that level at least in one in some way, shape, or form. So yes. well, it, it's kind of like when the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame first opened up. They had to put in uh, Ty Cobb. They had to put in Babe Ruth, right? And like five of the biggest legendary names. Like so, all right, who's the first guy in? George Carlin. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, how long did it take the Baseball Hall of Fame to get the Raleigh Fingers? Uh, I think Raleigh Fingers was a... And I know you're just asking it because his name is Raleigh Fingers. Oh, uh, he's easily, easily one of my favorite personas in baseball. Not because he has a fucking weird name, but because he's Raleigh... I think you've seen a... I mean, we've all seen pictures of the guy. Absolutely. He's almost like professional sports is only cryptid. Uh, okay, so Raleigh Fingers was inducted in 1992 into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So he retired in... I like he has an entry as mustache in his Wikipedia <laughs> entrance. Uh, so, uh, so he was. He looks to, be, to have been a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. He pitched from 1968 to 1985. That's a pretty who? good career. That's a hell of a fucking career. Uh, he pitched for the A's from 68 to 76, the Padres from 77 to 80, and the Brewers from 81 to 85. Okay. That's fucking pretty three fucking teams solid. in 24 years. Like, that's crazy. Well, I, I can't wait till we get to our Raleigh fingers. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but... There, who else is left? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, yeah, let's get him in there. Uh, Hedberg would absolutely be in there. Yeah, Hedberg's at least in a top, at least a top ten runner, yeah. if not a winner. Yeah, I'm being, I'm thinking like maybe Diane Bachar, the guy that played a uh, squeak in basketball, somebody <laughs> like that, you know? Because the dude made it, but like, let's face facts, it's fucking squeak from basketball, you know? <laughs> okay, I got a good name. I have a really good name. Uh-huh. All right, what's that? Anthony Bourdain. Oh, oh, that's a great name. That's Ooh, a great name. That's, that's super solid. Yeah. So what do we, and how did we do this last time? Was it like, did we create a, um, was it I just a social media a poll? I no, think Bob, I think Bob yeah. just said we're going to induct George Carlin. And we all went, well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and nobody fought about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fight me, bitches. Yeah. Nobody. That worked. Up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Can I, can I, can I read the mustache entry for Raleigh Fingers? Because it's kind Hell of Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, you better. <laughs> All right, uh, baseballreference.com ranks Fingers Mustache as the best in history. <laughs> and, it, and that's a hell of a way to open this two-paragraph entry here. But here we okay, go. Okay, now I've got to look up this guy's photo. Uh, uh, in mu- addition to his pitching ability, Fingers was noted for his waxed handlebar mustache, which he originally grew to get a $300 bonus from A's owner, Charles Finley. Chuck Finley, 
Yeah. Oh, good old Chuck. What yep. the fuck, Chuck? <laughs> Additionally, Chuck Finley was one of my favorite pitchers of the 90s. He pitched for the Angels. Uh, so mm-hmm. different Chuck Finley, not the athletics owner. Uh, on the first day of spring training in 72, Reggie Jackson showed up with a beard in protest and believing the A's management would want Jackson to shave. Fingers and a few other players started going without shaving to force Jackson to shave off his beard. Instead, Finley, ever the showman who would do almost anything to sell tickets, offered prize money to the player who could best grow and maintain their facial hair until opening day. Fingers went all out for the monetary incentive and patterned his mustache after the images of the players in the late 19th century. Taking it even further, Finley came up with Mustache Day at the ballpark where any fan of the mustache got in for free. Uh, Catfish Hunter and Ken Holtzman also went for the bonus, but Fingers with his snidely whiplash took the prize. Fingers later said most of us would have grown one anywhere on our bodies for $300. (laughs) The players became known as the Mustache Gang. Wow. Prior to to the disbandment of the original core, many Hall of Famers acknowledged the strength of not only their arms, but also their mustaches. (laughs) Willie Mays, prior to his retirement, acknowledged seeing Fingers' mustache as a proper send-off for his career. Bill Buckner said, the only thing stronger than my swing was the beauty of his mustache. <laughs> Lastly, Johnny Bench noted that as a catcher, seeing Finger's mustache prepared him en route to winning two World Series with the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Although most former A's players shaved off their mustaches after the team traded their players in 75-76, Fingers maintained his after signing with the Padres as a free agent in 77, and he <sighs> still has the mustache today. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Raleigh Fingers. Like, <laughs> which, incidentally, the fact that that isn't a band name is is frustrating. Like, oh god, yeah. Okay. Oh my god. What kind of cover band would Raleigh Fingers band be? <sighs> oh Jesus. Uh, well, it's 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 a handlebar mustache. So I gotta think. I gotta think like 1880s Wild West music. But seeing as how oh. he's just going after money, like it was all for 300 bucks. It's got to be just like pop, like cars that, cover band. No, no, no. Like like modern day, like just schlock pop. Just but done in a nineteen in in an eighteen eighties cowboy style. Yeah, eighteen eighties. I know. I know this. You know, you're trying to describe your way around it, but basically PMJ. Uh, sure. Yeah, that, not where I was going with it at all. But yeah, that works. Oh no. That's, no. Oh, okay. I was like rag time. Yeah, because they do like you know, well, the antiquated styles of music, but around sure. like current day tracks and whatnot. Yeah. Dude, I thought I was gonna go mad when you brought Johnny Bench into it. I'm just like, <laughs> it, this is like, this is like hitting all of the threads of like legendarily, <laughs> legendarily dank personas within baseball and sports, <laughs> and it wouldn't fucking stop until you stopped reading. That's fucking crazy. Okay, I found this article on him where he played for the Boston Red Sox for three days. The fingers played for the Red Sox, really? For three days. The shit? I didn't know that. Raleigh fingers three days with the Red Sox. How do you like that shit? For any reason? Was he just visiting? What was going on? Uh, I don't know. He felt like having some chatter, and then he realized that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. I have no idea. Like, I want. Oh, I wonder if he. Like, what the fuck happened? God. I said earlier that my ribs, uh, my ribs have uh, not been bothering me uh, for about a day. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I popped a painkiller. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it was fucking worth it. I don't care. That shit was legendary. <laughs> Good God. How This article goes on forever. I'll just take their word for it. He played for three days. Or at least was signed. With I, so so I think what it was like, I, th- I remember hearing something about this years ago now that I'm, I'm looking at it. And uh, from what I understand, Finley was like notoriously cheap and sold all of his players after the 75, 76 season uh, or during the 75, 76 season, which is when he played for the Red Sox. But it got it got deemed as illegal, an illegal sale or something like that. So they huh. and voided his three days with the Red Sox and he just went back to the A's. So, oh, yeah. Well, I hope he didn't move all the shit. Hey, uh-huh. bro. Uh, eh? Maybe. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that we like uh, we actually got around to like talking about like sports, and I had some clue as to what you two dudes were uh, as to the language that were. You that had we're a better using. idea than I had. <clears throat> I don't really follow baseball, so this guy was a total mystery to me. I look up his photos, like that needs to go above my bed. Does it? Is it? <laughs> Maybe. We'll just uh, leave those reasons up to the that. imagination then. Ah, okay, uh, here we are. Uh, with the event, with the end of baseball's reserve clause, all players not under a multi-year contract were set to become free agents after the 76th season. Believing he would not be able to afford to re-sign his key players, the A's owner, Charlie Finley, attempted to sell fingers and Joe, and Joe Rudy to the Red Sox for $1 million each and Vita Blue to the New York Yankees for $1.5 million in June. Mm-hmm. Bowie Kuhn, the commissioner of baseball, nullified the sale, saying the transactions were not in the best interest of baseball. Finley sued Kuhn, and he benched the players, saying they belonged to other teams. Oh, that's some Me- shit right there. Members of the Athletics then threatened to strike against Finley if they did not play, and Finley relented, and after the season, Fingers signed to the Padres as a free agent. So for three glorious days, Raleigh Fingers was a member of the Red Sox. Oh, man. Um, how many... Uh- how many Chuck Finleys are there in baseball? Uh, well, apparently two. I knew of one, yeah, and now I've discovered two. another one today. So, but this, that nomenclature is like it's like too exact, you know? Sure. Did one of did one of them did like the later Chuck name himself after the old Chuck? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> kind of like how uh, kind of like how professional wrestlers will like give them the last name. They'll give themselves the last name of somebody. Kind of like how there's been a gorgeous George every twenty years. Yeah, or like a fucking somebody like Bob Backlund was named after another older wrestler whose last name was Backlund. I think. I, I think his name is actually just Bob Backlund. It is? Yeah, well, then who so. the hell am I? Who the fuck am I thinking about? Um, uh, I don't know. Gotch. I know Simon Gotch is named after Gotch. That's, Gotch. Okay, yeah, that was. But that was like a, that was like a very direct reference because he did the whole curly mustache, you know, vaudevillian thing. Ah. Uh, uh, um, what we what we could have had with the Vaudevillians. <laughs> no, Finley, uh, the second Chuck Finley was not named after Athletics owner Charlie Finley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second Chuck Finley was married to Tawny Katane from 1997 to 2002. It's fucking good for Chuck fucking Finley. <laughs> uh, who is not eligible for a nomination to the Cretans Guild thus yet. Uh, we haven't been around for that long. <clears throat> He's going to wait a little bit. <laughs> Bruce Campbell would be a good nomination as well. Oh, oh hell yeah. 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 Very much so. Actually, a whole lot of that Detroit uh, f- uh, filmmaking yeah. crew would. Yeah, Bruce Campbell or Sam Raimi. That's what I'm saying as a whole, because he would have been he would have been like the front of the house member of that whole troupe while uh, Rob Tapert and Sam Raimi did everything behind the house. Mm-hmm. Tapert was their uh, was kind of like their producer in training while Raimi was their director in training, have, having brought each other up at the same time. Sure. Yeah. 
I honestly, if you wanted to induct one, I would argue that you couldn't induct one without inducting the other two for similar reasons. Unless you just wanted to induct Bruce Campbell because he's like really good at being smug. That would be my choice. Oh, yeah. Still, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the rationale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It works. <laughs> um, what? Now, okay. Um, not to like a completely topic break here, but I know that there's been shit that we've been wanting to get, get into for like the last couple of podcasts that we keep kind of skipping over. Hey, we're having fun um, with this. What's that? We're having fun with this. Go with it. Oh, I didn't know. I thought we reached a dead end with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I will say, uh, I, I don't want to get into too deep of a topic tonight because no, I, no, no, I no, do no. have a bit of a deadline today. So Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I know. Um, I do have to- one question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, you posted something on your, I think on your Instagram uh, today or yesterday, sometime <laughs> recently, of a new board game with a whole bunch of figurines. Yeah. Please tell me more about this. I do. Do you want to hear about the board game or the shit that I posted? <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Let's start with a board game. We'll go with the post. All right. Um, uh, okay. There's there's like mild drama, which is what makes this particular board game. It was a it was a crowd backed board game project and. You know, I'm all about spending money that I don't have on plastic tchotchkes that are way too expensive for what they are. Um, the in particular, though, uh, <laughs> like out, like uh, outside of Legos, board games are kind of like my uh, Achilles heel. And this one was uh, it was called uh, Ghostbusters X Men in Black Ecto Terrestrial. Um, uh, Jay, can you see it behind your monitor? <laughs> you remind me what the name is. Uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters X Men in Black Extraterrestrial Invasion. Ecto, yeah, Extraterrestrial Invasion. Okay. So um, so it was it was an amalgamation of two properties that I like, you know, Men in Black Ghostbusters. Yay, fan stuff. Um, plus, it was also a solo, which uh, bumped it up to the front of the line uh, of prospective Kickstarters because uh, I'm all about solo play. And um, it was also a dungeon crawler since... I was kind of disappointed about what the Ghostbusters board game eventually turned into. I kind of had it in the back of my mind that maybe these guys had a take on it that would be a little bit less um, bare, you know? So I sprung for it. This was back in 2018. It was announced in 2018. Uh, regular updates were done on the uh, the designer's webs or the designer's social media presence, uh, Panda Cult Games. And then um, they... Sorry, let me rewind a little bit. Regular updates were done on uh, Pandacult's social media, uh, including their partnership with Ninja Division. But uh, when that was announced, it kind of like lit a whole lot of uh, board gaming geek controversy up because uh, Ninja Division, at, uh, Ninja Division at the time, was getting up to some uh, crowd back shenanigans. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of I, shit. I think I think Jay might have a little bit of insight upon that if he would like to break in or no, just keep going. I don't want to talk about those assholes. All right, it had something to do with a Ninja Division uh, Kickstarter, but that was one that I did not back, so I don't know the whole story there. Um, all of a sudden, both designers, Ninja Division and Pandacle, went completely radio silent on this project. Now, every once in a while on the Twitter, they would drop like an indicator that they were still working on it, like a little piece of uh, the 3D model that they used to print the figurines out with, etc. But for the most part, there was like, mm, not even a, you know what, we're kind of hanging on this because we're getting some stuff sorted out. Uh, we'll let you know when we got everything ready to go. 
not even that much. Then all of a sudden, uh, back in uh, a couple of months ago, they put the backer kit page up. And their Twitter was like, boom, here it is, guys. Now you can buy our shit for real. And it was just, where the fuck did this come from? Because for the longest time, people were like, okay, the Ninja Division thing kind of tanked everybody. They don't know what to do with the funds that they had already received. So this might look like another missed, uh, missed backer project. Just, you know, well, you know how this goes by then, uh, by now. Don't count your chickens before they hatch and all those other, you know, cautionary cliches. But no, they were going forward with it. As it turns out, they severed their relationship with Ninja Division in order to get this project going forward. But it still took like 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, maybe about two and a half years before this project came to fruition. And me, because I'm kind of a stupid ass, was like, I don't care. It exists. Here's the money. (laughs) Go ahead and take my dollar coins. I just want to play your goddamn board game. And I don't really care how much longer I have to wait for it. And now, here it is. It's right over there in front of Jay. Um, so That's yesterday, it. yep. So it's it's a gorgeous board game. I mean, we both like gawked at it yesterday for an extended amount of time. Um, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, I, uh, I ran a couple of uh, opening scenarios so I could get those photographs. Um, the spawns work a lot like they do in Ghostbusters. Big shock there. It's a dungeon crawler. Um, but it's more independence. I mean... Despite the fact that you have to create teams, it's usually teams of like two players or more and not prescribed amounts of uh, players like in the original Ghostbusters board game scenarios. And that's kind of diving down the uh, detail rabbit hole there. So let's not go into that too much. Um, But I got a bunch of photographs of it. And in uh, the middle of making that post, I, for some reason, just started shitposting like an asshole all over Instagram because I know that nobody except for you guys and a couple of other friends are going to look at it. (laughs) So... They might except. as well be. <laughs> yeah, except Panda Cult. They were the first ones to like the post. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, you guys didn't go all the way into the all the way to the end of the slide track, did you? Because at the end of the post, for, for one thing, for some reason, at the end of the at the end of the description on the actual post, I started going into this rant about how like of a nasty ass feeb Ray stance is for fucking an actual ghost in the movie and how much of a well I don't think he really told anybody that he worked with but it was it was still one of the things that stuck out to me about that movie that's just like so unseemly for what is not actually a wholesome franchise but one that did had, he like, fuck the ghost or did the ghost fuck him well it okay, happened if Let's you want to go it happened if you want to <laughs> go into detail we're getting to Bill Clinton scene, territory here you're right yeah the like what what is what's coitus? I don't understand. <laughs> now the bummer about that is that Ray Stance will tell you in excruciating detail exactly what coitus is, especially uh, perchance as it happens to be doing it to a fucking ghost, and why it's not technically necrophilia, because you know it's not a corpse. Um, but it's almost legendary in that fandom. Ray Stance fucked the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So I put that at the end of the post over there, and then I started sliding all the photographs in. And um, in the middle of it, I think I saw the uh, the uh, I think I saw the picture of uh, the crowd Victoria, and then the picture of uh, Walter from the EPA next to each other. And then I was like, ah, I gotta make a joke about this. And then I saw the Rick Moranis mini. I was like, ah, I gotta make a joke about this. And then I was like, you know what? Ray Stan still fucked the ghost. I'm gonna make another joke about that. <laughs> so literally. 
at the end of the entire photo roll is a still of Dan Aykroyd from the first Ghostbusters movie looking smugly into the camera, taking himself a big old satisfied puff on one of his coffin nails that his character has. And the caption on it is, this is the face Ray Stance makes when he sees a fuckable ghost. <laughs> and Panda Cole still like the post, man. Yep. <laughs> And that's, that's not, because that's, they didn't look at it. That's because yeah. they didn't look at it. <laughs> yeah, some what, of these companies have bots set up to, to whatever you're mentioned, just like it. Don't care. Yeah. Like it. But hey, that's engagement. And that's still liquid cash. Yep. Anyway, yeah, that's that story. And that's honestly the only thing I've really got going on in my life. <laughs> Imagine right now. the it's social like, media the manager the next day is like, you liked what? <laughs> <laughs> And to our surprise, their social media guy took a look at every single photograph and was like, you know what? You only I, live once. I think this is funny. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Like. <laughs> I'm their only social media dude. And you know what? <laughs> they had to search six months to find me. <laughs> what are they, they going to do? Fire me? Jeff, did you come to the office? Well, shit. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to bump up the person who runs our Twitter to your job, and we're just going to bump your ass out of the building. <laughs> I don't even come in to the headquarters. What are you going to do? Well, we don't have to pay you anymore. How about that? Jeff, we're going to let uh, you go, but you got to train the next guy. So in order to do that, you need to work with him for the next week. Show him oh. the ropes. So speaking of changes at work, how's, uh-huh. uh, how's 2.0 there, Bob? You mean 3.0? That bugs the fuck out of me. <laughs> 3.0? Yeah, this is the third iteration of NXT that everyone seems to forget. What was the first one then? What was when it was more of like the game show style of NXT. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't. I don't really count that one. So yeah, nobody it? seems to remember that. How's How's three uh, it's you know not ha- not much has changed backstage. It's all pretty much the same. Um, I like what they've done with the um, what are we calling it now? It's not the. The Capital Wrestling Center. It's not the Performance Center. I don't. I don't think we actually have a, a real label for the building itself. It's still just a warehouse that they've turned into a gem. That then, then they turned into a performance ring area production center again. Um, it's the Vince McMahon brothel of body slams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Vince uh, doesn't know how to do marketing anymore. The dude's just nuts. I will. I will say it looks pretty cool on TV. It does. I, I like how it looks. Um, I have another rendition coming up. Actually, what is? Yeah, next week I've got uh, a couple of sessions with them. So, yeah, I, I like how it's still going. I haven't been fired from this job yet. Thank Good. God. I, I wish I'd get be... fired from. I wish I'd get fired from the other job. Actually, the full time one. No, the part time one. Which one's the? Oh, 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 oh! Right. Okay. 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 I didn't know. I didn't know the conditions. Um, just for us uneducated masses, what is NXT 1.0? Because I actually started watching. I'm guessing after that took place. Yes, most people did. Yeah, uh, it Jay? was bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So NXT 1.0 was uh, Vince McMahon's idea to have a bit of a reality show. Well, like uh, tough enough. Involved, sort of. It's like so, they take this up-and-coming wrestler and they team him up with a veteran. With, with a veteran, and there is wrestling on the show. <laughs> but so the first thing you learn is how to drink. Sure. Uh, 
Well, I mean, and run Jer- obstacle course. Jericho was one of the pros one year, so yeah, you learned how to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't just wrestling because there was also, you know, typical Vince McMahon comedy shenanigans where guys had to sing. Mm-hmm. Guys had to do silly comedy, bud. It's going to be great, pal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had to run obstacle courses and stuff like that. Can I say hi to Bob? No, you can go upstairs. You can come over here instead of just looking through the wall. Come here. I don't have a tree vision. Come on, come on around. Come on around. Hi, Bob. <gasps> hi! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hi. He actually came over here first, but I didn't want to give him away. Uh, I'm surprised okay. he didn't slap me in the face. <laughs> All right. You have, All you bundled have up. Uh, not right now. I was going to read, but yeah. I okay. Yeah, go ahead and read. Goodbye. Aw, good kid. You. Love you, too. Tell everyone I said love hi, Love you, too. That's the microphone. Tell everyone I said hi, Bob. Oh, hi. <laughs> Bob, tell he, everyone he said hi. Hi. Everyone, he says hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bud. <laughs> so that was about? NXT's. Uh, that was yes, NXT's, that was. Oh that yeah, was yeah. NXT 1.0. I, yeah. I think the the most memorable thing about NXT 1.0 was uh, they had <clears throat> Daniel Bryan being mentored by the Miz, yeah. which they turned <laughs> to like a great story angle as, uh-huh. uh, afterwards, and it actually it, it involved uh, years later. But it was still pretty much, hey, pick up this keg and run around the ring three times. Like nothing, nothing training worth, wise. Nothing worth a damn. It was. It was. Yeah. So it was all. So it was all nonsense. Like it was. Yeah. Like Ms. Hijinks. It was basically yeah. what filled, uh, replaced uh, ECW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfectly miserable. Okay. Well, I'm glad uh, Triple H got his hands on it. Uh, yeah, that's when they fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, is he like off of wrestling creative now? Like, period. No, he's uh, he is off right now because he just had heart surgery. But oh. he, from what I've been told, is uh, everything gets Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard's thumbs up, but Triple H, HBK, Matt Bloom, and mm-hmm. their group—they're still organizing the show. It's just now they have to pass everything through Vince or Kevin Dunn or one of his lackeys. Gotcha. Because they've been doing such a bang-up job with the big products in the last couple yeah. of years, right? <laughs> and and there, there's some evidence of, like, we had this one guy debut last week, mm-hmm. the son of Rick Steiner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they gave him just, he's wearing Rick Steiner's gear. Uh-huh. He's doing Rick Steiner's moves, mm-hmm. but they called him Braun Breaker. Huh. Yeah, I'm not. A, I, I, I'm hoping that like the, some storyline is going to come out. It's like Triple H is going to come marching down the rings. He's like, this is stupid. You are the son of Rick Steiner. You are now Rex Steiner because I, I think that's his real name. Rex Steiner. Yeah. Huh. So it was. So this guy was. I don't know if this is part of the of what, what could be a gimmick or what might turn out to be a gimmick. But he was basically doing the whole um, uh, the whole Jacob Dylan thing. Where he's like, yeah, I might be Bob Dylan's son, but I'm trying to distance myself from him as far as possible by giving myself the last name Dylan. <laughs> it puts a taste in my mouth like the whole Curtis Axel thing. We know you're the son of Mr. Perfect. Why don't yeah. you just run with it? Especially when they keep displaying like all these legendary guys like Goldberg and Edge and everybody's like, 
Mm. And you have the son of these performers right there, and you don't call them their name. And Gilbert. No, we're not forgetting. We're not forgetting Gilbert. I believe you mean Cretan's Guild introducing. Yes. Yeah. Former exactly. WWE light heavyweight champion Gilbert brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cretans, uh, the Cretans Guild mouthpiece, uh, former lightweight WWE Proudly. champion Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, who may or may not have children. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> a good question. Uh, I mean, it's probably safe to say that he did, but it's also safe to say that he got them away from the industry as uh, soon as the you know. As soon as that came up in a family conversations, Dad, I was thinking about what you used to do for the. No, 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 you're not. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're gonna go do math. Yeah, (laughs) math. (laughs) You're you're gonna join Greenpeace, dude. You're gonna contribute. (laughs) You're gonna be a dentist. And you're not gonna have your dentist. (laughs) Like Isaac Yankum. God damn it. (laughs) Definitely not like Isaac Yankum. Just don't want to have that belt taken off of you by S.A. fucking Rios. Oh. Hey. Hey as, hey, as great as Poppy Chulo was, you knew that was like a decision made the night of. Be quiet. Don't you ever insult the name of Mr. Aguila ever again. I'm not insulting Mr. Aguila, S.A. Rios, Poppy Chulo. I'm just saying that Gilberg. Well, he could have held on to that belt for one more week. Gil- he held Gil- it for like two years at that point. Gilbert's the, Gilbert's the one who beat S.A. Rios for the belt. Oh, really? Like originally? Yes. No. Oh, was, that I didn't wasn't know. It? No, S.A. Rios uh, changed his name to S.A. Rios, had Leah debut with him, and then he beat Gilbert on SmackDown. Oh, no, I okay. thought I thought that was on Heat. It could have been Heat because they taped them on the same day, so they had the like the the, the spine stage and everything. Okay. So it was it was one of the two. Okay. That's that that's true. That was before the era of Mr. Fisto. This um, is this is twenty five years ago wrestling history with wrestlers that <laughs> don't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, debating the logistics between S. A. Rios and Goldberg. Gilberg. I mean, well, well, I I, I think like uh, vintage sports is kind of like the wheelhouse that we found ourselves trapped in tonight. Starting out with. With Raleigh, Raleigh fingers. fucking fingers of all things. <laughs> okay, Raleigh yeah. fingers to S.A. Rios. That is the mind map of the Cretans Guild podcast episode. Okay, 87. we, we need much. to reverse this. All right, who would be a good Cretans Guild Hall of Famer wrestler? Mick Foley. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, Mick Foley. Um, I would throw one out for Al Snow. Uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, oh, fucking Roddy Piper. Who is yeah. legitimately a Cretan? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mick yeah. Foley's a nice dude. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, he had a hit and run or two. Or yeah. twelve. Yeah, he was uh he he was a he was a mess. Um But, but he know. also he God, he knew exactly what he was talking about every second of every day. The man could talk. Yeah. Well, all the time. And he also knew the business inside and out too, which is one of the most impressive things to read about. If you ever go into like any interviews uh that are taken with him, it was just like you can, when he comes out to the ring he puts on a very convincing show. I'll tell you why that show is very convincing in a second here. But he puts on a very convincing show of like not knowing what the fuck is going on any one time, but still having something to say about it <laughs> and just being just kind of like loose. Um, and that's true uh, because for the most part he was, but that demeanor hid like a mind that was razor sharp. And it's very tough to quantify that because I don't know. 
I feel like I'm kind of talking about Schrodinger's douchebag here, <laughs> where it's where it's somebody where it's where it's somebody who is like perfectly skilled and absolutely adroit in his chosen profession, but is so good at performatively being the douchebag that he is because he is kind of half already there. It's a very it, he was a hell of a dude to me, um, and there was a there was a there was a time on. Um, Ah, oh, fuck. I feel like I've told this story already. There, I, there's a time on... Oh, go ahead. I, I'm just remembering this one promo he gave. I think it was back in WrestleMania 1 or 2 where he's fighting Mr. T. Mm-hmm. And he makes some kind of comment along the lines of that Mr. T wears more gold chains than his ancestors used to. And I was like, oh, that would not fly today. And he was, he was in full-on character. So this wasn't... This wasn't like... Roddy, that's, this was Roddy, Roddy Piper talking, but at the same time, woo, uh, you'd get raked over the coals this day and age if you said something like that. Ooh, uh, that's a verbal napalm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he knew how a, to hit those buttons. He knew yeah. how to trigger people. Yeah, he did. Uh, but there's another side of him that was, um, there was a character that he played on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Maniac. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen any episodes of it. It was basically... Uh, it's a professional wrestler who's like super hard in the skids actually lives in his car um and is like three sheets to the wind and constantly slurring his speech when he's talking to people due to the uh heady uh cocktail of head injuries plus you know said overindulgences right and i was watching the i was watching his first appearance on the show with somebody and they were like god that's kind of like how most wrestlers are that are that age, right? And I, and I go, well, that's how he is. <laughs> that's how he is. If you replace the car with like a large house, that's pretty much Roddy fucking Piper right there. That's the whole experience. Just being like, a <laughs> couple of paces, dude. I need you to back up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he gave off a stench. I remember you saying that. Uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, it, it, there was a there was a strong aura uh, 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 with him. <laughs> Not necessarily an olfactory one. There is also a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, a mental uh, kind of uh, radiance as well. But it was it was he was an interesting dude. <laughs> but yeah, a whole lot of a fucking cataclysm. So I definitely put him in the running for inclusion into the Hall of Fame. Cool. Uh, I am going to say that that is going to have to be my time limit today. I've got mm-hmm. some work to do. I've got uh, I've got a big trip coming up, and I've got a lot of shit to get done before then. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, uh, I got to get to work. But uh, it was and, fun and talking to you, gentlemen. You want to give us a little tease of what you're working on? Uh, sure. Uh, give me one second. I'll. Tell it's you in the spirit that. of the season. Might as well get that ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got uh, I, I'm currently trying to get. Um, like seven videos done by next Friday. Uh, which, oh, wow. Which doesn't sound like a lot until you sit down and you go, fuck, I it, need to get seven videos done by next Friday. It, it's, it um, sounds like what it sounds like to people that do YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be uh, like seven. Are you fucking insane? So I've got, uh, I've got a uh, GameCube video coming out on Friday. Uh, I've got, uh, a Switch video. Actually, the GameCube video might already be posted. I don't know. Um, or it's ready to go for Friday. And then, okay, yeah, that's what it is. I've got okay. a GameCube video Friday. I have a Switch <clears throat> video on Monday. 
Uh, next Friday is uh, the 1st of October, which is when I am incommunicado for two weeks uh, on my trip. And I have a uh, Halloween game or a Halloween list of 31 games that you can play in October. One new game every day. Ooh. Um, I've got a video I'm doing with uh, games to pick up uh, as kind of foundations for a collection for the Wii because it's a good time to buy Wii games because they're dirt cheap right now. Uh, so five great <laughs> games you can get for under 25 bucks. Most uh, of them. Mo yeah, most. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the 50th anniversary of Disney, so I'm doing a video with my 10 favorite Disney games. Uh, and then nice. my favorite uh, 2D platformers from each console generation. And then an eShop video uh, where I get five games that are uh, Halloween themed that you can pick up for under $25. So that's that's all the shit I have to get done in the next week. <laughs> Is that all? That's I only all. have three. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I may I may end up having to edit some on the on the uh, on the train ride out to California and Seattle, but uh, I'm hoping to be done before we leave. So I just don't have to fucking worry about it. So I can find a better reason to give the hardware a spin of uh, mm. your portable workstation. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing I've been doing some of the editing on and it's been doing really well. So, yeah. Oh, good yep. for you, because I can tell you uh, this fucking contraption right in front of me doesn't run DaVinci for shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, Microsoft, you got a lot to talk. You got a lot to answer for there, pal. But hey, yeah, that's going to do it for episode yeah. 97 of the Cretans Guild podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for living for living listen <laughs> thank you for living as well because if you were dead you wouldn't be listening thank you for uh, breathing yeah uh you can follow us on twitter instagram <laughs> facebook and youtube at cretans guild all one word uh you check us out anywhere we are of course part of the podfix network podfix like a motherfucker mm -hmm. uh you can be sure to check out bob's channel on youtube that's skipper bob's breakdowns where he has just done an awesome video taking place at the Oviedo mall which sounds bizarre to say uh but it was a really cool event uh, where you actually got to do a drive around and shoot zombies and clowns with a laser gun. I swear to God, that's the entire plot of the video and it's fucking compelling. So watch it. Yeah. And also, uh, just re recently premiering on his channel was the premiere episode, the first real episode, not a control group of uh, <laughs> Skipper Bob's Blacklight Tours, which, dude, yeah. uh, best video you have ever fucking done. Uh, that is honestly really? one, like, legitimately, legitimately, like, I watched it. And I got done with it, and I went, that is one of the best review videos I have ever seen for anything. You were concise, you were to the point, you covered so much shit, and the fucking capper with the blacklight shit at the end was such an awesome hook to bring stuff in. It was perfect. One of the best videos you have legitimately ever oh done. God. I loved it. I cannot wait to see your next one. I, well, thank you thank you for the praise. I do have a, a episode three in the works right now. Do you want me to tell you where I was? Uh, yeah, actually. I was at Cabana Bay, one of my Ooh. favorite resorts of all time. I can't oh. wait to see it. No spoilers. I can't wait to see how it comes out. But um, me too. Yeah, dude, it was. <laughs> it was seriously. It was. It was an absolutely phenomenal video. Just like you, you didn't miss a beat throughout the whole thing. Can, can I make a prediction about Cabana Bay? Sure. You probably ran the batteries down on that blacklight, didn't you? It was a plug-in, but yeah. Oh well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DOA. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, so also check out my channel, Square Pegs. Uh, two videos a week talking about retro and modern video games. Uh, I have I have surpassed the 1,000 subscriber mark, which is pretty Woo! cool. And I am so dangerously close to being monetized. I would love to get there. Uh, I'm like 
50 hours away from from being there. Oh, it's man. it's so fucking close. So uh, you just freaking taste it. Well, yeah, that's like, yesterday, yesterday, I was mm-hmm. 15 hours away. But oh. because I lost a day from the previous year, I'm now at 50. So, yeah, it was two steps forward, three steps back. But that's okay. Watch we'll his channel, there. folks. Yeah, but it's kind of like please watch my channel. I'm fucking begging <laughs> you. Feels like uh, closing the gap on Fury Road, doesn't it? Yeah, it getting really those does. last couple. I was about so, to say it's so close. <laughs> last couple of minutes, it's yeah, not not a couple. But you're uh, you're getting there. Yeah, but so so I'm on my way there. But yeah, do check out both channels. They are really good. And uh, follow Loser Got Lost on Instagram. Uh, one of my favorite Instagram feeds. Uh, some very clever yep. shit on there. And uh, the dude who runs it is an absolute prick. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what's nice about that account? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting up macros of Dan Aykroyd mugging before he fucks theoretical ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, do check that. That's, do check that Instagram feed out because that's it's some, the, of, some of Corey's best work. Uh, I, I enjoy it whenever he posts something. So please yeah. do check it out. That's uh, high level shit posting, is what that's called. <laughs> Whatever. It's good. Shut up. Take the praise. Uh, (laughs) Until next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. And we will talk to you soon. And as always, welcome to the guild. To all your dogs and cats. Oh, and listen to us on (laughs) town. We almost forgot that one. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved. Ta-da! Oh, fuck it. It's always a cleansing feeling.